five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Friday, Erev Shabbos. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. I asked the man, I saw how many Jews in this town. He said to me, there used to be a minion around. But one of us passed away and we've been feeling down. Yet now it seems as though another Jew has been found. Won't you stay with us for Shabbos, Minion Man? I step off the bus in Mobile, Alabama. The sun was slowly setting on the bay. Six o'clock on a summer Friday afternoon. Shabbos was an hour away. I walked around the town wondering what to do. Shabbos is no time to be feeling blue. Then two more I went into a shop That red closed on the door There was a minion In the back of a hardware store Nine men waiting For one more We ushered in the Shabbos With a beautiful song The Chazan had a voice That was clear and strong
how Shabbos was carried on a song. Whoa, I asked the man, I saw how many Jews in this town. He said to me, there used to be a minion around. But one of us passed away and we've been feeling down. Yet now it seems as though another Jew has been found. Won't you stay with us for Shabbos, Minion Man? Oh, won't you stay with us for Shabbos, Minion Man? Please, won't you stay with us for Shabbos, Minion Man? And I know, and I know, it's the start of a special day. Hey, hey, I got my shabbos. Oh, oh, I got my shabbos. Oh, oh, I got my shabbos starting Friday night. Every Friday night, I got my shabbos. Oh, oh.
Yona matzava manoach v'sham yanuchu yegiyechoach Yona, Yona matza, Yona matza, Vomanoach v'sham yanuchu yanuchu yegiyechoach Yegiyechoach Hayom nechbalim neemunim zehirim l'shamra avosuvanim
in the AM some of the uh, some of the selections off of the Sphera album that's what it's called it's called the Sphera album here on a uh, Friday morning broadcast at JM in the AM uh, before that Cole Zimra actually aka Pella had Yisimcha Cole Zimra had Yom Shabbason Yigdal from 613 uh, Miami Boys with Tzor Yisrael Schlockrock from Schlockapella you heard Minion Man, which I felt we had to get in this morning, and you heard I Got My Shabbos with Lenny Solomon and Schlockapella. It's brand new, of course. And the Regesh, Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. It's Friday on this April 17th, day 28 in the month of Nisan, the year 5775. Today is day 13 in the counting of the Omer. Today is day 13. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. It's Erev Shabbos Parsha Shmini with, oh, I didn't even check candle lighting. Holy cow. How did candle lighting not get onto my list? Candle lighting time at 718 on this Erev Shabbos. 718 official candle lighting time. Many synagogues begin earlier. Make sure you know when things start where you are. I know if you're at the Mizrahi, Hapol Mizrahi on the east side of Manhattan. Uh, we would begin Mincha at 7 p.m. Keep that in mind. Uh, so candlelighting at 7.18. We'll bench Rosh Chodesh tomorrow. Rosh Chodesh ER will be Sunday and Monday. Rosh Chodesh ER is a Sunday and Monday. Begin to say Pirkei Avos, the ethics of the fathers. And uh, that starts tomorrow with Parak Aleph with the first 
chapter. 55 degrees outside with 80% humidity. Winds are west at 8 miles per hour. Cloudy skies today with a high temperature of 73. Then tonight, thunderstorms early with a low of 56. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high temperature of a 77 degrees. The interesting weather in Yerushalayim seems to be continuing. Uh, they've got a uh, light rain, some thunder, and 63 degrees. I'll tell you. They've got a very interesting uh, last few days of weather since the middle of uh, Pesach over there in the Holy Land. Here in uh, Jersey City, 55 degrees on a Friday morning at JM and AM. Well, our weekly update is uh, suffering again because, uh, unfortunately, Malcolm Honline, who you know has a crazy schedule, has a conflict this morning and now will not be able to join us. We've been telling you all week that we'll be able to discuss the issues of the day and of the week with him during our weekly update uh, today. Unfortunately, Malcolm Holmline is unavailable to us this morning and uh, will not be able to join us. So our weekly update will be postponed one more week uh, till next week. I have asked um, Rabbi Shlomo Riskin, Chief Rabbi of Efrat, somebody who has been very outspoken about the Obama administration, Somebody who can give us a tremendous perspective on these uh, on these days of Yom HaShoah leading to Yom HaZikaron and Yom HaTzmud. And somebody who has just written, or it was just published, I'm sure it was written way before. Uh, he has written the brilliant introduction to the Koran Yom HaTzmud Machzor, which is unbelievable. Uh, he will join us from Israel, Rabbi Riskin, about 7.40 Eastern Time, about an hour from now, 7.40 Eastern Time here on a... Friday at the JM in the AM. So we're getting ready for that. And, uh, yeah, thank him in advance for uh, agreeing to join me. He's also called for a, um, a day to praise initiative where he's recommending to non-Jews around the world to join the celebration in solidarity with the Jewish community and get involved in a liturgical way. We'll discuss with him that whole initiative coming up as well here at JM in the AM. Hey, today's the day. That we are scheduled to announce the winner in the uh, Kitchen Sink Contest. Doug Sokoloff is anxious to uh, give away the one-month subscription to Kitchen Sink. The photo uh, that has been uh, tossed into social media over the last few days that has gotten the most reaction and and um, interactions, let me put it that way, uh, the person who posted that photo will be the winner. And we'll announce that about a couple hours from now here at JM in the AM. And uh, looking forward to that. So it should be a lot of fun to uh, finally have a winner in the big uh, kitchen sink contest, uh, which was uh, designed to uh, increase everybody's interaction with us through social media after the Pesach holiday. People get out of the habit of uh, listening to the radio and uh, engaging with us in our social media. So we we try to think of methods to uh, get everybody involved ASAP right after the uh, Nice Pesach vacation. JM in the AM Friday at 17 minutes before 7 o'clock. Thanks for tuning in to 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial and around the world on the web. JM in the AM dot O-R-G.
بیام زم خوب و بد میکایم کیم و شبت سرالمیم زم خوب و بد میکایمیم کیم و شبت سرالمیم اخوام اشوانیم چه تهیمم تاکیم شیمم تاکیم کی کلی تیل خوب و
It's Ari Goldwagon Company. Shari Shamayim is the name of that selection off of the uh, Acapella Soul CD. Uh, Curry Bone from Kol Ish. You heard Bitachon with Yomza Mechubad. Yizkarem done by the Meshorim Choir. Uh, J.M. and the A.M. at a minute before uh, 7 o'clock Friday morning. Erev Shabbos, Parsha Shmini. Excuse me, Erev Shabbos, Parsha Shmini. In Israel, it's Erev Shabbos, Parsha Tazria. Here it is, uh, Shmini. Uh, oh no, it's Tazria Matsora in Israel, right? Yeah, I believe it's Tazria Matsora in Israel, if I'm not mistaken. Um, candle lighting at 718 in these parts. 718, a lot of synagogues begin earlier. Make sure you know when things start where you are. Today's day 13 in the counting of the Omer. Day 13 in the counting of the Omer. Uh, we'll bench Rosh Chodesh tomorrow. Rosh Chodesh ER will be Sunday and Monday. We'll actually start Rosh Chodesh tomorrow night. Uh, Rosh Chodesh ER will be Sunday. And Monday, um, Malcolm Holmline is not able to join us today. We are, again, the victims of his uh, crazy schedule, uh, as you can imagine. And um, we'll have to do the weekly update, the next one, uh, next week, next Friday morning, hopefully. Uh, I have invited Rabbi Shlomo Riskin, Chief Rabbi of Efrat, somebody who's a, a dear friend of this radio broadcast, to join us from Israel. And he will, coming up at 740 this morning, right here. At JM in the AM, it's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Golly, it's on the background to our news from Israel next. We've been, we've been getting our news from Israel cut off in the middle over the last couple of days, so. Let's hope we can make it through the entire newscast this time without losing the connection. I hope. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Friday follows next. We say Bokir Tov from JM and the Ant. Galitzal, Ashaashtayim, Kan Shibel Karmi Mansur, Imashakore Achshav. יומיים לתקרית בה נהרג שלום יוחאי שרקי, אף נציג רשמי מטעם המשטרה לא עדכן את המשפחה בהתפתחויות בחקירה. כתבנו ענבל תמיר. המשטרה לא עדכנה את המשפחה, אף על פי שעדכנה את כלי התקשורת, כי מתגבר החשד שמדובר בפיגוע, מה שזכה גם להתייחסות של המפכ"ל דנינו. במשטרת ירושלים מסרו כי כל כיווני החקירה נבדקים, והוסיפו כי המשטרה משתתפת בצער המשפחה, וכי עדכונה מתבצע באחריות וברגישות המתבקשת ועל בסיס עובדות. המסע ומתן הקואליציוני, לאחר נתק של שלושה שבועות, נתניהו ובנט נועדו היום בארבע עיניים. כתבנו עידו בן בג'י. בליכוד תדרכו לפני הפגישה הזו, כי הם מוכנים לתת לבנט את תיק הכלכלה ואת התיק לעניינים אסטרטגיים, לאורי אריאל את תיק החקלאות, ותיק נוסף לאיילת שקד. אבל בבית היהודי אמרו, אנו שומעים על ההצעה הזאת לראשונה מהתקשורת. מאוחר יותר היום ייפגש נתניהו גם עם שר החוץ ליברמן, שדורש לשוב לכהן כשר חוץ, אך בנט אומר, אין סיבה שליברמן יהיה שר חוץ עם שישה מושבים בכנסת, ואני לא עם שמונה. 
מטוס חברת טורקיש איירליינס הוחזר לטורקיה מחשש שהוטמנה בו פצצה ונחת בשלום. כתבנו עומר קדרון. המטוס שנסע עליו כמאה וחמישים נוסעים והתחיל את דרכו לכיוון באזל נקרא לשוב לאיסטנבול אחרי שעלה חשד שהוטמנה בו פצצה. בשבועות האחרונים ידעה חברת טורקיש איירליינס מספר ביטולי ועיכובי טיסות עקב חששות דומים לפעילות טרור. דרמה בים התיכון, פיראטים השתלטו על ספינת דייג איטלקית. כתבנו אוריה אלקיים. הספינה שטה במרחק כ-60 קילומטרים מחופי לוב כשהשתלטו עליה חמושים, ככל הנראה פיראטים אפריקנים. אזור הים התיכון שבין צפון אפריקה לאיטליה ידע מהומות רבות בשבועות האחרונים, כשכמה ספינות של מהגרים אפריקנים נתקלו בבעיות במסען לאיטליה, ומשמר החופים האיטלקי נדרש לחלץ מאות מהגרים. תחזית מזג האוויר לסוף השבוע, עלייה קלה בטמפרטורות, מאולפן גלגלצ נמסר שכביש החוף עמוס ממחלף קיסריה עד מחלף אולגה בגלל מכונית שהתהפכה, בכיוון ההפוך עמוס בגלל סקרנים. באיילון צפון עומס תנועה ממחלף חולון עד מחלף לגוארדיה. ולסיום, המשורר ארז ביטון, זוכה פרס ישראל לספרות לשנת תשע"ה, מספר על התחושות לאחר הזכייה בשיחה עם ציפי גון גרוס. פרס ישראל, אני חושב, הוא פסגה של סיכום, שאני אומר איך אני, ארז ביטון, שנולד בעיר אוראן, באלג'יר, יאיש, שעלה באמת מעברת רענן השנה. זוהי הוכחה שהדרך שלי היא בסופו של דבר, היא דרך נכונה. הראיון המלא עם ביטון ישודר היום בתוכניתנו ספרים רבותיי ספרים בחמש. אלה החדשות שעורכת טל יחזקאלי בצוות מאי אוסי ואבי כהן.
سود مال شاب سو
Schabes is a tut finne ruhen vor genigen, Schabes an allie kümmen durch kriegen, es du mir trink, du mir singt da nigen. Wir danken dir in Leben, dir heilige Beure, wo's die hast gegeben, die heilige Teure, wenn aus eine lange Teure SMS, Teure SMS. Wir danken dir in Leben, dir heilige Beure, wo's die hast gegeben, die heilige Teure, wenn aus eine lange Teure SMS, Teure SMS. Jedes Habes Keudes kommt und geht auf und von jedische zu reisen nicht als nicht keine. Arriber scheut mit tausend Jahren und nicht weit in Freig ich bei dir Gott in dir, oh, ich wusste, wer sein der Sohn. In der Schule, ich bin ganz dunkel, mir kann jemand kommen sein. Steht mein Vater, Jankel, dort bei mir mit ganz allein. Mischten mich dem Sidi, Mein Hilf kommen, dein Hilf wird kommen von sein Lieben heiligen Nummer. Der Schaub ist goetisch, geht da weg. Doch soll kommen zu gesund und leben und alle zu Resolve nehmen ab weg. Wir sollen keinen Gott leben. Bald gehen wir auf in unser Land, das Land von allen Gitten. Und wenn wir alle werden bei Namen, dem Schabes heilig hitten. Der Schabes Kuidisch geht da weg. Die Woche soll kommen zu gesund und leben und alle zu resolven nehmen an weg. Wir sollen keinen Gott leben.
Yankee Lemmer. Great job. Wow. Uh, Rosa de Shabbos, and before that one, um, uh, Rosa de Shabbos, and before that, no, Shabbos Kodesh, and before that, Rosa de Shabbos from the CD entitled It Is Shabbos here at JM and the AM. News from Israel before that, 24 minutes before, 24 minutes after 7 o'clock on this Friday morning. It's day 13 in the counting of the Omer. Day 13. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. It's Erev Shabbos Parsha Shemini, candlelighting at 718. Many synagogues begin early. That's right. We're into that period of time of the calendar where synagogues begin early on Friday nights. Make sure you know when things start where you are officially candlelighting at 718. We'll bench Rosh Chodesh tomorrow. Rosh Chodesh ER will be Sunday and Monday, which means Rosh Chodesh begins tomorrow night. Rosh Chodesh ER will be Sunday and Monday. We start to say Pirkei Avos, Perak Aleph, the first chapter this Shabbos, 55 degrees, cloudy skies, a high temperature of 73. It's a Friday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. Malcolm Holmline is unavailable to us today, a, a scheduling conflict. Uh, we will not be able to present our weekly update, the discussion that you've been awaiting uh, with Malcolm Holmline regarding the events of the last couple of weeks. We'll have to wait till next week here at JM in the AM. I've invited Rabbi Shlomo Riskin on our program this morning at about 7.40 this morning. Rabbi Shlomo Riskin, Dean of the Art Torah Institutions, and of course the founding rabbi and chief rabbi of Efrat in Israel, is going to join us here at JMNAM. He always has very inspiring words. We will speak with him coming up here at JMNAM. Hey, in the 8 o'clock hour this morning, we reveal the winner of the big kitchen sink contest. That's right, the grand prize will be awarded today. A four-week subscription to the uh, kitchen sink uh, service, which essentially delivers the uh, the everything you need to cook uh, delicious meals for your family uh, right to your door. The brainchild of uh, Doug Sokloff of Dougie's fame. We'll announce the winner in the 8 o'clock hour. According to a Danny Goldberg, who's uh, essentially in charge of our social media, uh, what he basically what he told me yesterday is that one listener, it seems... As of uh, late yesterday, one listener started to pull away. One listener started to really get tremendous interaction from one of their posts in social media. So we'll see what we'll see if that holds to form, or if there's going to be a last-minute rush early this morning to change that. That might change that rather. Uh, anyway, so we'll announce the winner about an hour from now. Coming up. Here at JM in the AM. Next week, a very big week for us. Robert Katz will be here Wednesday with the Yomazi Karon program. He has lined up a uh, an Israeli soldier who was uh, injured in Operation Protective Edge this past summer. I'll be speaking with him on Yomazi and and lost uh, and lost close friends uh, right next to him during that uh, episode. He'll speak with him on Yomazi Karon coming up on Wednesday. Thursday, it's our Yomatz Mood celebration. We get to celebrate with the entire Jewish world right here at JM in the AM between 6 and 9 Thursday morning. Mayor Weingarten will be here. 
Rumor has it he's on his way back to this side of the world. And he'll join us Thursday morning in studio for our big Yom Atzimut celebration. Looking forward to it, that's for sure. Um, so that's going to be happening uh, this coming Thursday here at JM in the AM. A couple of items from our community calendar. Congregation Hassam Sofer on the Lower East Side at 10 Clinton Street, right off the Williamsburg Bridge, features the 16th Moses Weiser Memorial Shabbos Chazanus uh, tonight and tomorrow, featuring Chazan Yaakov Rosenfeld and choir leader Chilu Posen of the Mizamrim Choir. Tonight at 7.30, Shabbos morning at 8.45, followed by a Kiddush. Information, 212-777-5140, This coming Sunday, Ohel presents Rising from Divorce, a groundbreaking new film for all members of the community. You may recall we spoke about this with representatives of Ohel earlier this week. The event will feature a very distinguished panel, Rabbi Moshe Leaf, Rabbi Eli Mansour, um, Rachel Chaifetz, a noted educator, Dr. Hindi Klein, who is here, OHEL Director of Clinical Projects, David Mandel, the CEO of OHEL. It'll be a discussion, not only the film, but a, pa- excuse me, a panel discussion afterwards, happening at the Young Israel of Midwood, which is at 1694 Ocean Avenue. In Brooklyn, New York, this coming Sunday at 7.30 p.m. Information, contact Young Israel of Midwood, or you could head to the, um, you could head to the web, to the OHEL website, for info on that. The Ma'ar event at MetLife Stadium is this Sunday. The Maccabees will be there. NFL Giants player Jeffrey Schwartz will be there. There will be plenty of field activities at MetLife Stadium for friends and family, special children's programming, an awards dinner with entertainment, and much, much more. All starts at 2 p.m. Sunday at MetLife Stadium. Contact Ma'or either on their website or by uh, dialing 212 444 It's org for information. A public lecture for men and women concerning Inyane Dioma will be given Le'ilu Nishmas, Mr. Larry Gartner of Blessed Memory, on the occasion of his Shloshim. Uh, the lecture will be sponsored by family and friends at the Bialystoker Synagogue this coming Sunday. Larry Gartner was a very special person. He is missed, I can tell you that much. I know from our own neighborhood that he is missed tremendously. And uh, his Shloshim is coming up, and Rabbi David Goldwasser will address the entire uh, congregation this coming Sunday. The first Marav will be at 8.10, the lecture will begin at 8.30, and after the lecture will be a Siam Mishnayis in the main shul, followed by refreshments downstairs, all sponsored by family and friends. Rabbi David Goldwasser speaks this coming Sunday night in memory of Mr. Larry Gartner at the Bialystoker Synagogue on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Uh, everyone should try and attend. Um, the YCQ dinner is coming up on Sunday night at the Sands at Atlantic Beach. Mazal tov to all the honorees, including our good friend Assemblyman Michael Samanowitz, who's receiving the Keter Shame Tov Award. Mazal tov from all of us here at JM and the AM. Information about the YCQ dinner at 718-793-8500. A reminder that Mothers of Multiple Support Group has an event with Dr. Yael Respler coming up Tuesday night at 8 p.m. The Shea Cares and Maimonides Medical Center invites you to their Humor in Relationships program. 
Dr. Yao Respler, psychotherapist, noted lecturer, this coming Tuesday, 8 p.m. at Maimonides Hall, 950 49th Street, between 9th and 10th Avenues in, in Brooklyn, New York. It's coordinated by Mati Atlas. You can get information if you're a mother of multiples by emailing Mati, M-A-T-T-I dot Atlas at Yahoo.com, M-A-T-T-I dot Atlas at Yahoo.com. Yomatz Mood is on the way this coming Wednesday night. Celebrate Yomatz Mood at the Mizrahi on the Lower East Side of Manhattan, 249 East Broadway, after Tfilat Arvit Baruach Hagigit at 8 o'clock. There will be a presentation by Mr. Josh Nass on the topic of utilizing public relations to help Israel. Utilizing public relations to help Israel. And Shacharis with Halel is Thursday morning at 6 a.m. at the Mizrahi, 249 East Broadway, on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Uh, Yom Atzimut program happens next Wednesday night at the Yeshiva Flatbush High School beginning at 8.15. Uh, Tfilat Mariv plus a drama presentation by all the different Yeshiva Flatbush schools. That's happening 8.15 this coming Wednesday night at Yeshiva Flatbush. Yom Atzimut at Manhattan Day School is Wednesday night starting at 7. They'll celebrate Israel's birthday with uh, first through eighth grade performances. The MDS Choir, Israeli Food and plenty more. Information at uh, Manhattan Day School. A Tekes Yomazi Karon and Yomatsumot celebration at the Frisch School on West Century Road in Paramus this coming Wednesday night. The program starts at 7.15, and it is free for those who vote in the WZC elections. Go to votetorah.org. If you vote, it's a free uh, event. It will feature the Tashma Orchestra, many wonderful sponsors, and that's at the Frisch School this coming Wednesday night. Um in New Jersey, the Upper West Side celebrates Israel. Yom Ha'atzmut celebration at 5 p.m. this coming Thursday at the 79th Street Boat Basin Cafe at Riverside Park in New York City. Family activities will be at 5 p.m. Information, uh, you can go to the Facebook page for the UJA Federation of New York. They are running that event. Lam Denu invites you to experience Yom Ha'atzmut this coming Thursday morning. At 9.15, they'll have a Tzvilah Chagigit for women. At 10.15, Shira and Divrei Torah for women. And then at 11.15, a brunch with Israeli food for everybody. And they'll view the movie Beneath the Helmet from high school to the home front. Uh, that all starts with Lamdenu at 9.15 in the morning this coming Thursday on Yom Atzmud, located at Congregation Beth Aaron on Queen Anne Road in Teaneck, New Jersey. For information, you can go to... Uh, Lamdenu, Lamdenu.org, I believe. Am I right? Um, or you could actually email them, Lamdenu at AOL.com for information. Lamdenu at AOL.com for information. The OU Jewish Communities Fair is coming up. And as I said, uh, we're going to be there that Sunday at the OU Jewish Communities Fair. This year, first of all, it includes... A whole section on Israel, which is wonderful. The OU took the advice of a lot of uh, uh, concerned people out there that it should be expanded to include Israel, and this year, in fact, it does. Uh, that's why they're calling it the 5th Annual International OU Jewish Communities Fair. It's going to be Sunday, April the 26th, from noon until 6 at Metropolitan West on West 46th Street in New York City. You can go to OU.org slash community, OU.org slash community. And we are going to... Um, on the air next week, literally toss all 47, I think it's 47 communities from around this country into a uh, bucket and, and to pull out the, the, uh, the names of the communities that we're going to feature during that Sunday web show. 
that we're going to be doing from the OU Communities Fair. So that should be fun, and we'll do that next week. And we'll also speak to a couple of communities next week here on the air uh, that have benefited from the OU Community Show in the past. That's the 26th of April. We'll get closer and closer and remind everybody here at JM in the AM. 24 minutes before uh, 8 o'clock. Malcolm Homeline is not able to join us today, a, a scheduling conflict. So he is not with us for the weekly update today. That's going to have to wait yet another week to discuss uh, some of the events, some of the events that uh, he could tell us about of the past couple of weeks. So we'll do that hopefully next week, the weekly update. Uh, Rabbi Shlomo Riskin, the uh, dean of the Artur Institutions and chief rabbi of Efrat, is going to be joining us next. Keep it right here at JM in the AM.
Friday morning, Erev Shabbos, candlelighting at 718. Um, Malcolm Holmline not able to join us uh, this morning, scheduling uh, problem, conflict. Uh, our weekly update will continue next week at this time here at JMNAM. I want to thank our friends at JewishWorldReview.com who continue to enthusiastically recommend our live stream to their uh, vast number of readers. If you want to uh, print out for Shabbat uh, tens, hundreds, maybe even thousands of articles of uh, interest, on the Jewish scene worldwide. You can check out jewishworldview.com, and we thank them. Uh, rabbi Shlomo Riskin is with us live via telephone from Israel. He's, of course, the uh, founding rabbi and chief rabbi of Efrat. He's also the uh, the chancellor of the Art Torah Institutions in Israel and the entire world, and he joins us from Israel here at JM in the AM. Rabbi Riskin, shalom. A pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Shalom, Erev Shabbat, shalom. Uh, Rabbi Riskin, you have been um, uh, you've been critical of uh, President Obama. Um, uh, uh, much was made of comments that uh, you made um, uh, before Pesach uh, regarding him and his relationship, both with the Prime Minister and maybe one could argue with the Jewish people or with the uh, pro-Israel community in general. Why do you think there was such a reaction to what you had to say about the president? <laughs> well, first of all, uh, there was a misunderstanding. I certainly never compared him to Haman. I did compare him to Ahasuerosh. Mm. And in one regard, I said that uh, he was like Haman in the sense that Haman, because of personal pique, took it out on the Jewish people. Mm. And President Obama, because of personal pique, likewise took it out on the Jewish people. However, uh, I, I believe in what I said, and I believe that I was strongly vindicated as well. Because at the end of the day, in Yamin Netanyahu did a marvelous thing by going to the Congress of the United States and speaking about the danger of the, the kind of uh, agreement that was being worked out in Lausanne vis-a-vis 
Iran and the nations of Europe and the world. Uh, let me say very, very clearly, the Jewish people were put on this world because they have a certain mission. And the Torah is exceedingly clear. In Breshit, Perik Yudbet, God chooses Abraham, and God says to Abraham, I will make you a great nation. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you. Mm-hmm. That blessing is made very clear in Bereshit Yudchet, Sukim Yudchet and Yudchet, when the Almighty says that, that he has chosen and loved Abraham because Abraham is teaching his children after him, his household after him, to observe and take responsibility for the pathways of Hashem, of the Lord, to do compassionate righteousness and moral justice. In other words, we were put on the world with a mission to teach the world compassionate righteousness and moral justice. We just got up from the Festival of Freedom of Pesach. We have to teach the world freedom. Our message to the world is that everyone must be free. That's how God wanted the human beings to be, the human beings created in his image. Mm -hmm. That people who want to destroy those who are less powerful than they, totalitarian states that want to enslave, they are evil and they must be destroyed before they destroy God's world and God's humanity. Right. Now, Iran, Ayatollah Khomeini, wanted and wants to destroy the world. They've been the purveyors of terror, including Hezbollah and Hamas, <laughs> for, for the last three, four decades. Now, that's been the situation. And to allow them to become a nuclear state is absolutely mad. You know, yesterday, of course, was Yom HaShoah, and you alluded a moment ago to the... uh uh, to the um, uh, speech that the United States Congress that the Prime Minister uh, delivered. Uh, the Prime Minister also said in the context of Yom HaShoah that we see again that the world has not learned the lesson of the Shoah. Why is it, Rabbi Riskin, and now I turn to the philosopher in you, and I know that you are a brilliant philosopher, what is it about humanity that it cannot adjust and utilize all these lessons of all these centuries to finally understand and act as if there is an enemy that wants to destroy us? I think it's all too simple. You know, the world is divided between two groups. There are two ideologies about the nature of the human being. From time immemorial, from the pre-Sophists in in pre-Greece to the post-modernists today, 21st century. 
Is a human being a complex animal? In which case, there's nothing inviolate or inviolable about the human being. In which case, as Darwin notes, survival of the fittest, the most powerful will survive, and the most powerful deserve to survive, and to the powerful victor belong the spoils, and might trumps right. Or is the human being created in God's image, an absolute in his own right, an end in himself, not a means to someone else's end, Mm -hmm. and totalitarian enslavement is absolutely wrong and evil. We were put on the world in order to teach the second message. The powerful, from time immemorial, don't want limitations on their power. Jewish morality that believes that the human being is created in the image of God and is inviolate, limits the power of the straw. That's why we are always hated by the powerful, and they try to destroy us and persecute us. But that's the message. Now, we can't really teach the message unless we are a nation-state like other nation-states. Nation that's why the Torah said right away, I'll make you a great nation, said God. Then through you, the entire world will be blessed. For 2,000 years, we were persecuted from pillar to post. We spoke about this message. We taught this message. But we couldn't do anything about it because no other nation would listen to us. Now that we are our own nation state, we can speak out. And Netanyahu is speaking out. And he's almost the only voice speaking out. And he succeeded. That's what's so amazing. Despite all of those who were against his going to Congress, and who were against those who were for his going to Congress and speaking out, the truth is that thanks to Netanyahu, who has shown himself to be a true leader, a world leader, Congress will have oversight on any agreement made with Iran. Mm -hmm. Critically important, because President Obama was about to give away the entire ship. Uh, Rabbi Shlomo Ruskin is with us live from Israel. By the way, a lot of the points that you make... uh uh, you um, uh, you allude to in the brilliant, and not not that you need my praise, Rabbi Riskin, but I felt, and I've mentioned this on the air already, a brilliant introduction to the Koren Machzor Yom Ha'atzma'ut. And um, I'm curious what you thought in general of the Yom Ha'atzma'ut liturgy putting being put together in what we are now referring to as a Machzor. Yes, you're curious about what? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. That we're using the word machzor, which uh, you know has been reserved for the major Jewish holidays uh, over the last many centuries, and now we've incorporated it to include Yom Ha'atzmaut as well. Well, the Eidot Mizrach calls all Sidurim machzorim, actually. Mm. Machzor really relates to the, uh, the cycle of festivals. And Yom Atzmaut is certainly very strongly within the cycle of Jewish festivals. It's 
very much part and parcel of the Hebrew calendar. I think you're interested. Any returning, that's what a machzor is, any returning festival year after year has a right to be called machzor. I think your introduction should be required reading for all Jews. Do you have any objection to that? <laughs> I have no objection. I thank you very much. I felt that introduction very deeply, obviously. It's a very personal introduction. And, uh, and, and it, it should teach what Zionism is. Zionism is not merely coming to Israel. Zionism is understanding the responsibility of coming to Israel. Zman Cheirutenu, Cheirut, is not no fish, is not uh, just relaxation with no obligation. Cheirut comes from the Hebrew word Acharayut, which means responsibility. We are free in order to have responsibility to God's world and to try to make every other human being free. Most, That's the task of the Jewish nation. Most people do not deal with their free time responsibly. This is an important lesson we have to teach our own children, that unlike the rest of the world, that free time has to be used responsibly. That's exactly correct. There's a price to be paid for freedom, and that price is responsibility. Rabbi Shlomo Riskin has launched a Day to Praise initiative. The State of Israel is celebrating its Independence Day this year, April 23rd. We know we have our big Yom Atzmut celebration and special coming up this Thursday. And through the Day to Praise initiative, Rabbi Riskin is inviting Christians from around the world to join in celebration and solidarity with the Jewish community by reciting Psalms 113 through 118. Anybody who wants to read further on this, of course, can go to the web and see this initiative. Rabbi Riskin, why was this important, especially at this time, to reach out to the non-Jewish community on this issue? We say it all the time, but we don't internalize what we say. We say in our Psalms of Praise, all of the Gentiles will praise God because he has done valiantly for his nation Israel. That's one of the real signs of God's miracle for his people, the miracle of our return to Israel. That's really the hollow praise for our return to Israel. Right. And therefore... The psalmist says, and David said, the nations of the world will praise God for having brought us back to Israel. So we're giving them an opportunity to do precisely that. And thank God, I think there are very, very sincere Christians who are very much with us, who very, very much understand God's miracles and that we are indeed the chosen people. They are not trying to convert us, much the opposite. They are trying to understand us and come close to us and help us as the world tries to destroy us. Anti-Semitism was never as great as it is now, perhaps because the world is beginning to understand that maybe our time is coming 
God's time is coming. The the anti-Christian uh, attacks around the world are, are have gotten completely out of hand. The Jewish the Jewish world should be speaking out against those as well. Yes, we are, and I think we must, and we must join hands because the truth is that in this instance, the world being divided between extremist Islam, ISIS, and everything that they stand for with Al-Qaeda and all terrorist groups, with the world divided between those who, who believe that the powerful will remain supreme. Jihad as a war of power against the weaker vessels in order to cause Allah to reign, but with extremist Islam, Allah is Satan, not God. And that view versus the Jewish view of a God of love mm-hmm. and the victory of compassionate righteousness and right, which will trump might, these theological views we do share with truly religious Christians. Rabbi Shlomo Riskin is with us from Israel. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Rabbi Riskin will trace the footsteps of Portugal's Jews on a 500-year journey of persecution, hiding, and return. It will only take him one week in a tour entitled Hidden Heritage, The Secret Jews of Portugal, which begins on June the 22nd. You are all invited to get more information uh, either by going to the Artura Stone website, ots.org.il, or uh, you can uh, call area code 212-935-8672, 212-935-8672. Rabbi Riskin, why Portugal? Why Portugal? Because this is an amazing period in which we're living, and one of the amazing things is Kibbutz Kaluyot, the ingathering of all the exiles. There are Muranos in Portugal, some say as many as three million, who were Jewish at the time of the Spanish Inquisition in 1492, who went underground in hiding because of the Inquisition, were in hiding for 500 years, and they are rejoining their people. It's an amazing thing to see. And it will be a trip that nobody will ever forget, I'm certain. Uh, I heard your trip to Germany was pretty amazing, and the reason I, I, I say it that way is because I know that there's always, and I've discussed this with you in the past, because there was much of this in my background as well, um, many people are not in favor of heading to places like Germany and Poland, uh, you know, feeding their economy, etc., etc., making a statement that we shouldn't be returning there after what was done. Uh, yet you went ahead, both in the uh, the way you've set up institutions with tremendous rabbis and institutions in places like Germany, and then, of course, with taking the group that you did recently uh, there. Obviously, you feel differently. Were you happy with the results of that journey? It was the most amazing thing. I think everyone who was there had their, their emunah, their faith in God, 
come up a thousandfold. Look, I think people have to remember something. We're right before Yom Atzmaut, Israeli Independence Day. And we say Hallel. We spoke about that earlier, about the Christians and right. Halu et Hashem kol goyim. And you're actually going to be leading a service with Jews and Christians together on exactly. Yom Atzmaut. Exactly. Now, now, does Hallel really belong Yom Atzmaut? The Talmud, in Psachim Kuf says that the prophets at the time of the splitting of the Reed Sea made an enactment that whenever the Jews are saved from death to life, especially in Israel, they recite Hallel on their victory. And Rashi says, like Hanukkah, there was a war against us by the Greek Syrians, we won from death to life in Israel, and we recite Hallel. Now, Yom Atzimut, we never won a war. Yom Atzimut was very different. (laughs) Yom Atzimut, we were in the middle of a war, and when we declared the Jewish state, uh, the, the Arabs fought against us even more strongly. Right. That's where it escalated. Very quickly, after Yom Atzmaut, the old city of Jerusalem uh, was, was taken away from us. Right. So that the fact is that it doesn't fit quite into the rubric of Hallel. Yom Yerushalayim does. That was the victory of war against the Arab hordes who wanted to throw us into the sea. But but as far as uh, Yom Atzimut is concerned, it was a declaration by Ben-Gurion when England, the, the mandate that England held to determine what's going to happen to the so-called territories, to the area that after the Treaty of Versailles was going to be divided amongst the Arab countries and the Jews, uh, England lost her mandate. The the, the mandate simply expired. Mm -hmm. And she had never seen to giving us a state. So we stepped in, Ben-Gurion stepped in and made a declaration. And after that declaration, the fighting was going badly with us. It wasn't a victory. So what, what kind of victory? How, by what right do we recite Hallel, especially and with the bracha? Hmm. And I think the answer is that there was a war that was won on Yom Atzmaut. Hitler Yomach Shemo like all evil despots, was hell-bent on destroying the Jewish people. The Second World War is called in a book by Lucy Davidovich, The War Against the Jews. Mm-hmm. Hitler makes it very clear in Mein Kampf that he had two enemies, the free world and the Jews. And the Jews was his arch enemy because Hitler believed, like I said before, in the human being complex animal. He was, he was the ubermensch, the super person, the most physically able, the Aryan race, and to the victor will come the spoils. And he was hell-bent on destroying the last Jew, on destroying Judaism. 
Now, the war against the free world was won by the free world on May 8th, 1945. The war against the Jewish people, despite the six million holy korbanot that gave up their lives, was a very costly war. The war against the Jews was won by the Jews on Yom Hatzmon. Mm. <laughs> when we declared the Jewish state, when we declared more than we had before the war of Hitler began against us, when we declared O Davinu Chai, we live, Hitler did not succeed in destroying us, much the opposite, We've returned to our homeland and to our Jewish peoplehood after 2,000 years of exile and persecution. We won the war against Nazi Germany. And we have 11 rabbis now in Germany. And Jews are coming out of the woodworks in Germany. And there are many people converting to Judaism in Germany. Gutzumachen, in order to do penance for what their fathers and grandfathers did against the Jews. And of course, we urge those Jews to come to Israel, uh, because that's what our rabbis always do, wherever they are. But at the same time, even in Berlin, the city of Hitler's bunker, we have thriving synagogues, thriving yeshivot, and, but you see when you come to Germany, is the great extent to which Hitler lost his war against the Jews. And we won the war. I don't in any way overlook the six million Kedoshim. It was a horrible loss. It was a horrible price to pay for such a war. No question, no question. But at the end of the day, with every war, the question is, who won the war? And unquestionably, we won the war, and our trip to Germany last year was in order to demonstrate to everyone the extent to which we won it. Rabbi Shlomo Riskin is with us. He's, of course, the dean of the Artura Institutions. I must tell you, Rabbi Riskin, the addition... And your appointment, I should say, of Rabbi Stav to the Artura family was a brilliant one in my, uh, and a very appropriate one in my opinion. I'm sure you're very happy with that decision. Extremely happy. Rabbi Stav and I have become very close friends. We're working very much together. We're working also with Rabbi Tsohar, and that helps us. Rabbi Tsohar is, is, is an organization with 660 rabbis in Israel, and the communities of rabbis in Israel, and uh, together, the institutions that we have, the rabbis that we have all over the world, some 350, 400 rabbis strong all over the world, and Rabbi Sohar, the, the rabbis that they have in Israel, uh, the majority of, of rabbis belong to Rabbi Sohar. Right. Uh, together, I think uh, it augurs very, very well for a movement that believes in the responsibility of Zionism to make certain 
that God's word comes to the entire world. Yeah. And in an appropriate fashion and with great understanding and transmitted the proper way. Love and freedom for everyone. Finally, or my risk in, uh, I, I think anybody who's read your, your books and is familiar with your background, I, I think you'd agree that you, that, um, one of your greatest influences was, of course, your grandmother, correct? That's absolutely true. You are, you are the Jew that you are because of your grandmother. You are the, Tal- you are the Talmudist that you are because of your grandmother, correct? I believe so. Which, uh, which. She was my first Rebbe. Right. And uh, that's the origin of all my feminism. <laughs> Which leads me to the following question on this Arab Shabbat. Did she bake Schlissel challah or not? <laughs> it's a very good question. She definitely baked challah every Shabbat. I don't remember Schlissel challah, but I, I would imagine that she probably did. By the way, I keep, I, I, you can't imagine how many people I've told about your introduction to the Koran Yom HaTzmoet Machser, and I've said it on the air. Uh, Rabbi Weinrub was with me this, this week on a different topic, and I, I told him on the air as well. I mean, it's just one of the most brilliant pieces I've ever read. And one of the sections of that introduction is, um, is, is that story that you told as a youth of going to the Hasidic Tish that night, and that was the Sanza Rebbe, right? The Klosenberger Rebbe? Was it the that was the Klosenberger Rebbe. Klosenberger yeah. Rebbe. And one of the most I- incredible stories. I just, I'm going to continue to recommend it to everybody. And I thank you for inspiring us and for all that you do and wish you continued success, of course. And, and Yom Hatzma'ut Sameach. We should celebrate the Chag. No matter how people, no matter how people choose to celebrate it, they should recognize the day and celebrate it in a wonderful manner. Thank you so much. Yom Hatzma'ut Sameach. And I would just only say one word about those who don't say hallel. Mm-hmm. After 120 years, I would rather be punished by HaKadosh Baruch Hu for giving him too much praise <laughs> than for not giving him enough praise. <laughs> well said. And I think everyone should think about that. Thank you so much, and Shabbat Shalom. All the best. Day 13 in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. A very special Erev Shabbos for us. Our Riskin is always incredible. I thank him for joining us. Here in Chutzla Aretz, it's Erev Shabbos Parsha Shmini. In Israel, I believe it's a double Parsha of Tazria Mitzorah, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, for sure Tazria, but I believe it's a double Parsha. Candlelighting at 7.18. 7.18, your candlelighting time on this Erev Shabbos. Many synagogues begin earlier. Make sure you know when things start where you are. We will bench Rosh Chodesh tomorrow. Rosh Chodesh ER will be both Sunday and Monday. Rosh Chodesh ER will be Sunday and Monday, which means Rosh Chodesh begins tomorrow night. We'll start saying Pirkei Avos, Perak Aleph, the first chapter, starts tomorrow. Excuse me. Cloudy skies, high of 73. We're at 55 right now. Malcolm Holmline not able to join us today for the weekly update. Uh, he had a uh, conflict, a scheduling conflict. We will hopefully be able to discuss with him the news of the week and of the last couple of weeks next week, 7.40 Friday morning right here at JMAM. My thanks to Rabbi Shlomo Riskin. Rabbi Yudin, of course, is coming up with the discussion about the Torah portion of the week and much, much more. Keep it right here at JM in the AM.
Friday morning, Erev Shabbos. The great Chazan Yassela Rosenblatt with Yismachu. Uh, we're minutes away from finding out who won the uh, social media contest, and we'll get the big grand prize from Kitchen Sink. Um, Danny Goldberg, I'm awaiting his word. He's going to let us know who got the most interactions on social media from their uh, food photo this week, and whoever is the winner, of course, will announce right here on the air at JM in the AM. I want to thank Rabbi Riskin for joining us. His words are always inspiring. I uh, want to wish a Mazel Tov to the Nyman and Kamenetsky families. Um, Asna Nyman and Shaya Kamenetsky, they are getting uh, married, Bezrat Hashem, this coming Sunday. Looking forward to sharing the big simcha, a special Mazel Tov to... Uh, Mrs. Barbara Kamenetsky and um, 
uh, to both the Nyman and Kamenetsky families from all of us here at JM in the AM. Looking forward to the wonderful event this coming Sunday, Bezrat Hashem. Um, we'll have, yeah, we'll have the results, as I said, of the social media contest coming up. Uh, a couple of reminders. The Ohel presentation of Rising from Divorce, the groundbreaking brand new film with that incredible panel discussion happens this coming Sunday at 7.30 at the Young Israel of Midwood, 1694 Ocean Avenue in uh, Brooklyn, New York. So keep that in mind. Told you about the Mothers of Multiples event with Dr. Yael Respler. That's going to be at Maimonides Medical Center this coming Tuesday night, beginning at 8 p.m. The topic is humor in relationships, and it's at the 950 49th Street in Brooklyn. Uh, the Mizrahi announced its Tfilat Arvit Baruach Hagigit for Wednesday night, plus a speech by Mr. Josh Ness on utilizing public relations to help Israel. Everyone's welcome to the Mizrahi on... Uh, Wednesday night, Yom Atzmut program Wednesday night, the Yeshiva of Flatbush, Tfilat Mariv, plus a drama presentation at the Yeshiva of Flatbush. Manhattan Day School is a big Yom Atzmut celebration happening on Wednesday night, 7 p.m. at MDS. The Frisch School is hosting a Tekes Yom Azikaron and Yom Atzmut celebration Wednesday night featuring the Tashma Orchestra, so you can check that out. Lamdenu is scheduled for Thursday for Tfilat Chagigit for Women. Uh, at 9.15, Shira and Divrei Torah for women at 10.15, brunch with Israeli food for everybody, and the screening of Beneath the Helmet from high school to the home front at 11.15. That's at Lamdenu, Congregation Beth Aaron, Queen Anne Road in Teaneck, New Jersey. So there's a lot going on here at JM in the AM. Wednesday, it'll be Robert Katz with a Yom Zikaron program. Israel Memorial Day is only Robert can present. It does an unbelievable job every year. Thursday, I get to celebrate with Mayor Weingarten live in the studio, Yom Hatzma'ud, right here at JM in the AM. Make sure to be tuned in. Get ready to celebrate with us. I'm sure it'll be a wonderful celebration. This time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Shmini. According to the Chinuch, Parshas Shmini contains six positive mitzvos and 11 restrictions for a total of 17 mitzvos. The first four mitzvos relate to the manner in which Kohanim serve in the Beis HaMikdash, in the Mishkan, and the last 13 mitzvos in the parsha deal with the laws of Kashros. The interesting question is, does the Torah give us a reason for keeping kosher? We find at the very end of Parsha Shmini, chapter 11, Pasuk 44, Ki Ani Hashem Elokeichem, after enumerating all the restrictions of animals, chayos, and birds, fish, creeping things, the Torah says, I am your God, V'iskadishtem v'yisem kedoshim, 
you shall sanctify yourself and you will be holy. Interestingly, wherever we find various laws of kashras, be it in Mishpatim, be it in Parshas Re'eh, the Torah always has, in conjunction with it, the aspect of Kedusha, which certainly, as Rashi understands, at the beginning of Parshas Kedoshim, means Prushim, that you are to be separate. Kashras is one of those laws that clearly separate the Jew from the rest of society, be it in his restriction from all year long, traveling and eating at the many eateries that the non-Jew can easily partake, the Jew, by means of his keeping to his kosher diet, this has been a significant factor in distinguishing him from the rest of society. This is true all year long, and it's true regarding the Yom Tov of Pesach that we just experienced. And I'd like to share with you that we should appreciate not only what we had in terms of our enjoying the Yom Tov of Pesach, but in terms of appreciating from whom we come, the special people of Am Yisrael, that even in the most challenging and difficult of circumstances, they tried their best to keep, quote, loyal to the dietary laws, and especially on Pesach. Rav Yoshua Moshe Aronson, who was initially a Rav in Senek, in Europe, survived Auschwitz and became the Rav of Petach Tikva in Eretz Yisrael. So first of all, you should know that among the different sad tasks that Rav Aronson was assigned to was that he was called upon to fill in a mass grave that the Nazis Yamach Shemam had made after they killed many, many hundreds of Jews. While Rabbi Aronson was fulfilling his job with tears in his eyes, he noticed that one of the bodies were still moving. And he stopped putting the earth on that body. A Nazi saw him stop, asked him what he was doing, and he said, this man is still alive. I cannot put earth on him. Continue covering him, or I will kill you. Rabbi Aronson said, shoot, meaning very clearly, shoot me, but I will not do this. The Nazi did shoot. Unfortunately, he shot the body that was moving. I mention this because a very important lesson we are to learn from Rabbi Aronson, and that is the Mishnah, the last Mishnah, in the 23rd chapter of Shabbos, 
teaches, Ein ma'amtsin es hames b'shabes. You may not close the eyes of the dead on Shabbos. And there there's the issue of muktza. But v'lo b'chol im nefesh. And not on a weekday as well are we permitted to touch a person who is a goseis, literally, in the throngs of death. And v'ama'ametz im nefesh. If one closes the eyes of a dying person, Hariza Shofech Domim, the Mishnah labels that person as a murderer. Why? Because you are hastening his death even by a few moments, which was exactly the case with the individual in the mass grave. We see from here that very important lesson of the preciousness of each and every moment of life. In his Sefer, Alei Mira wrote, Bitter Leaves, Rabbi Aronson writes about an unusual Pesach that was observed in Auschwitz in 1943. He writes that amazing in prior to the Pesach, in the summer of 1942, a limousine came into the camp. Several SS officers stepped out of the limousine, followed by a serious and grandly dressed old Jewish man. The chauffeur unloaded six leather suitcases, each bearing a label with the owner's name. As we observed this impeccably dressed Jewish gentleman with his six expensive leather suitcases in a Jewish slave labor camp, we went into a fever of curiosity. We strained to observe this heartening phenomenon that burst into our camp. Now, this doctor was, or this individual was, a Dr. Naf. Now, this Dr. Naf had served in the Kaiser's army. The Germans, Yemachshimam, told him he'll only be there for three months. And they told him he will have a special room, which he did. They said his room would be a clinic, which never materialized itself. He was never given medications, but he did have his own room. And at at first, he would even dandify himself by putting on his officer's uniform. And initially, this Dr. Naf treated the Jews with condensation and estrangement, even ashamed to come into contact with fellow Jews. But slowly, he began to realize the connection between the Jews' faith and his own. And therefore, by the time Pesach of 1943 rolled around, he was deeply involved in the Seder preparations. And the German Jewish doctor of all people insisted, we hold the Seder despite our fatigue and the late hour. And so, listen carefully, Rabbi Aronson, who dared to bake the 
Matzah did so in this room of Dr. Naf. Addition, Rabbi Aronson told the people that except for the few who were able to participate in that, quote, Seder that night, the others that had to eat chametz throughout the week of Pesach for their survival, he told them how to do it in accordance with Jewish law. Namely, you're permitted to eat it because of pikuach nefesh, to stay alive. But just as we ate the matzah, and we had a kezayis, bichdei achilas pras, within the required time of eating, right? Somewhere between three and eight minutes. Here, he told them to do just the opposite. They should take a bite, less than a kezayis, and wait eight minutes. Take a bite and wait. And that way, they did not violate the letter of the law. Of course, from the letter of the law, they were able to eat the chametz. But it shows that even under the most extreme circumstances, they tried to do the best they could. A Rabbi Sinai Adler, who survived, who was 16 years old when he was in the Mathausen concentration camp. And so, when it came to the night of the Pesach Seder, what does he remember? He remembers that we didn't have matzah, and we didn't have wine, and we didn't have karpas. Oh yes, we had a lot of moror, not the vegetable, but a lot of bitter spirit. And so, they said, okay, let's at least recite the Haggadah. And they said, What does that mean, we were slaves? They are slaves. And so, they thought for a moment, and they said, we attribute the drinking of the four cups of wine in recognition of the four expressions of redemption as found in the beginning of Pashas for Eira. Vodsesi, Vitsalti, Vigoalti, and Vilokakti. And he remembers such a powerful lesson being taught. The message of Vodsesi Eschem, I will take you out of the arduous burdens of Egypt, that had not yet happened. Vitsalti Eschem, I will save you. Me'avodasam, literally, from the hard work, had not yet happened. Vigo'alti Eschem, I will redeem you. With an outstretched arm, had not yet happened. But, Vilokakti Eschem, Lila'am, and I shall take you to me for a people that they recognize that even in the most difficult of times that they were the chosen people. And how you may ask, when one Nazi, Yemach Shemo, was beating a Jew, and he paused for a moment, and he said to him, tell me, do you still think that you are 
the chosen people, and he said, most definitely, he said, how could you look at what we are doing to you? And listen to the Jews' answer. His answer was, that's exactly the point. We would never do this to any other people. Wow. To have that peace of mind, to be able to show that we are so very different, and so the one thing that the Nazis, Yemach Shemam, could not take from the Jews was Vilakakti, the genuine feeling that they were God's people. And so we find that at the concentration camp of Feihingen in the winter of 45, they suffered from terrible labor in the stone quarries. They suffered from cold and hunger, typhus, and there was terrible despair, apathy, indifference to their fate. And it was just in this death camp that some held stubbornly to their Judaism until the last moment. And so, in the Savior, the Holocaust and Halacha by Rosenbaum, he writes that Pesach was coming, and what should they do? So a few days before Pesach, one of the SS men entered the foundry where he was working as a sign maker. He asked if he could prepare the Jew, some targets for rifle practice. At the moment, an idea sprung into his mind. He proposed it to him. I'll prepare targets with figures of soldiers affixed to them, but I'm going to need a quantity of flour with which to prepare the paste. And ultimately, he got 15 kilos of flour. When he got the flour to the foundry, He told his friends of the miracle, and that you cannot imagine and to describe their joy. The will to live, which was almost extinguished, was kindled anew. We liberated some wood, scraped a table with glass, coshered it with hot bricks. We began to bake the matzahs. And on the night of the first Seder, we gathered in the foundry, as the Maranos did in the ancient Spain. We started Avadimayinu. Each of us had three matzahs. In place of wine, we used water sweetened with sugar. We had potatoes for carpas, white beets for maror. Salt and water were not in short supply. We recited the Haggadah, from some sidurim, which we had succeeded in hiding all this time. Amazing. Just think, and pause for a moment, of the lokachti eschem liliam, of the special stock from which we come. And they who are willing to give their lives for our tradition, how much more so, it charges, charges us to live as Jews with great pride. Shabbat Shalom to all.
From the group Achenu that's called Boss Shabbos here at JM in the AM. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos. Thanks for tuning in. Your Achmiel before that with Aisha Schail off of Secret of Shabbos CD. 14 minutes before 9 o'clock. Great programming on our stream all day long. Naomi Nachman coming up with uh, Table for Two. Ked then presents an amazing Erev Shabbos music mix all the way until candle lighting time. Enjoy it. It's Erev Shabbos Parsha Shemini, at least outside of Israel. We're a Parsha off from, uh, or a week off, I should say, more accurately, from what's happening in Israel. Candle lighting at 718. Rosh Chodesh ER begins tomorrow night. It'll be a two-day Rosh Chodesh Sunday and Monday. Two-day Rosh Chodesh Sunday and Monday. All right, time for the big winner I got the official text. Oh, and before we do the big window, let me just wish a mazel tov to Ezra Leitner. Ezra Leitner's bar mitzvah this coming Shabbos. We say mazel tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Here it is, the official text from Danny Goldberg. What time did it come through? Let's see. Um, came through at 8.26 this morning. He writes in his initial uh, sentence, in a very close race, in a very close race, there were two listeners of all the listeners that participated this week, and I thank everybody who participated in our big uh, kitchen sink contest as we continue the effort to get everybody reengaged in our social media after the long and amazing Pesach holiday. Um so after all the listeners who participated went ahead and uh, posted the photos and emailed them to us of their favorite food and all the interactions and likes and you know all that other stuff that they talk about in social media were done, it really came down to two people who were neck and neck until very early this morning. And according to Danny Goldberg, our director of social media at the Nahum Siegel Network, the winner, the person who will go ahead and walk away with the one-month subscription to the Kitchen Sink Food Delivery Service is Listener Yassi. Listener Yassi. Listener Yassi beat out Listener Judy in a very, very close race that included a lot of people, but toward the end, uh, these two listeners really pulled ahead of the pack. They know their social media. They know how to get likes and retweets and all that other stuff. Listener Yassi, we say congratulations from all of us here at the Nahum Siegel Network and JM in the AM. You'll be receiving that uh, amazing prize from Kitchen Sink. One month worth of uh, meals to prepare for your family. And uh, that gets delivered straight to your door. So make sure to enjoy. I'm sure you will. And thanks, everybody, who participated. A fun contest and really got our social media going uh, after what we, uh, again, referred to as the long but wonderful Pesach holiday. So I appreciate everybody's participation. More coming up. This is a Friday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. Shadows on 
The Werdiger family. Hashomer Shabbos off of the Shabbos with the Werdigers. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos with candle lighting at 718. Many synagogues begin earlier. Make sure you know when things start where you are. Today is day 13 in the counting of the Omer. Day 13. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Time to say good Shabbos. It's Journeys at JM in the AM.
brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Wraps up a great week here at JM and the AM. Next week, Robert Katz on Wednesday with the Yom HaZikaron Israel Memorial Day program. Thursday, the big Yom HaTzmod Israel Independence Day celebration. Make sure to join us, of course. Congratulations to listener Yassi, who won the uh, Kitchen Sink Social Media Contest. Congratulations from all of us here at JM and the AM. Plenty on our stream all day long at jmtheam.org, so make sure to keep it here. Tune in around the world on the NSN app. Remember our great weekend programming, including Saturday Night Seagull with Avrami. Uh, wonderful programming all through Saturday night. And then, of course, uh, JM Sunday with Matis beginning 7 a.m. Rosh Chodesh morning this coming Sunday. Have a fabulous and wonderful weekend till Monday, Nachum Seagull reminding and a wonderful Shabbos. Till Monday, Nachum Seagull reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.